0: I have a question for you. Great. What do you think is going on in the heads of angry drivers who just get in their car and are immediately angry, Mm. it seems like? Because I encounter them every day when I drive to your apartment to do work with you. I, I guess I drive on a particularly angry road, but it's like... Just by me being in front of the angry driver, they're angry. Like there's a car in front of me. I can't move anywhere, but they are on my ass. They're swerving left and right to try to get around me. There's no actual place to go. Yeah, really? So, are
1: you driving like weirdly slow? Because I don't experience. Did you
0: hear my entire thing? Yeah, there's a car in front of me. There's nowhere to go They're behind (laughs) me, swerving left and right. There's nowhere for them to go.
1: I thought you were saying in their mind, there's a car. No, no, no. no. In my car, I I understand it now. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah.
0: So what's going through that person's head and why?
1: Let me ask, before we get into that piece, we just have to investigate a little more about this. So where is this? Which, which stretch of road is this? I'm wondering if I drive the same stretch of this road. This is right on early. Lombard Street. Which okay, is, so it's where you live, not where I live. So well, I, I'm on there a little it's bit. It's in
0: between my my yeah, place yeah. and your place. Okay. It's, a, it's like a industrial road in North Portland. Uh, okay. Jonathan lives in a northern suburb of Portland. I live in Portland, and that's how I get there. Got it. Okay. Yeah.
1: And how many angry drivers would you say you encounter on on average on a when you come here
0: uh 0.5 a day okay like it happens probably half the time do
1: you think part of it is that your antenna is up for it and you're actually almost like looking and seeing what people are doing because i have like almost no sense of angry drivers ever well
0: this could be a deeper conversation this Um, could be about me and not about you yes (laughs) i think that's what it is because no i do not think my antenna is up for it like i'm just when i'm in my car i'm trying to be safe so i'm aware when somebody's getting unusually close to me or seems to be at a speed that I'm not used to in a place. Um, You are not the best at noticing things around you all the time, which is what makes me a great podcast partner. So it could be your lack of awareness. It could be that I have become more aware while driving this route Mm -hmm. to look out for this. It's possible because it's happened so many times. Um, But like an example of something that happened on a road right next to this road, not this exact road, is in Portland, we have this thing where there's green on the street for bikes and pedestrians to cross. And if there's green on the street, it's an official crosswalk. And if you see a bike or a pedestrian, you're supposed to stop and let them cross, mm. which I did at a not so busy time of day. And behind me, this guy leans out of his window and starts clapping and yelling, oh, big hero, <laughs> big fucking hero, <laughs> like as if I did something bad and like like, like I'm oh. virtue signaling by letting the person cross the street. That is really funny. Yeah, that's the most emblematic one, but I feel like that a version of that happens pretty pretty frequently.
1: There are times where I see people doing what that guy is upset about. You he thinks you're doing where someone like stops and like stops a lot of cars behind them when it isn't a situation yes, that they're I supposed agree. to and they like Really put everyone out to let someone cross the street when they would be able to cross the street very soon anyway legally with no problem and they just make us all wait a minute and it screws everything up. I agree that there, this of, is different. of course
0: uh, when when it's not <laughs> the situation where there's a indicated crosswalk yeah. I think it's dumb to stop and yeah. and ruin traffic
1: even if someone's right in your car path right you just hit them that's because fine. that's how you teach them right
0: it's like in Australia you know in the like in the outback in Australia the big Trucks just have uh, cattle guard on the front, and they just run over kangaroos right. like with abandon. Because they're hoping
1: that they, they, the kangaroos who see it, you always leave one alive, so that way it goes back and tells the other kangaroos. Obviously.
0: It, well, so the half that I said was true, <laughs> and the half that you said was false. Yeah, they they just don't care about kangaroos.
1: That's yeah, it's different. I'm saying you know you got to teach these these. Kangaroos I don't think lesson. they're smart enough to learn. Wow. Yeah. Well, some someone's teaching us a little bit about themselves, I an, right? I have an
0: aside now. story after we're done with about this. about kangaroos. No, but it's similar. <laughs> it's similar okay, to the kangaroo. You're not going
1: to remember that we. All right. We're, so what's going, getting into this? Okay. What's going through that guy's head? Okay. What's going
0: through the driver's head when <laughs> when when they're acting in this way? And, Big and, Euro. and if and That's if you're right. if you as a listener are one of these drivers, I would like you to ask yourself that and and you know let us know. By the way, ask yourself that. We don't have an email yet, do we? That's too bad. But you know we're going to take questions. We're going to take suggestions on not don't, don't say
1: ask yourself that, though. That makes it sound like you're trying to get them to change. You just mean tell us why you do yes, it. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly like, that. Okay, just, yeah. just for all future podcasting moments like this. Because like, they're going to be pissed as hell when you're like, ask yourself why you're doing okay, it. Like, okay. Fuck you, Grant. That's why. They're already angry. I'm not trying to make friends. They're already
0: angry. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Okay, so. The listeners are exclusively people who have <laughs> tailgated me on Lombard Street <laughs> in North Portland. Yeah. And, you know.
1: Oh, great job <laughs> big fucking hero <laughs> yeah okay, so what's going on with angry well let's let's let me answer
0: your question with a question okay,
1: Have you ever been an angry driver?
0: Not really, no, I've been like annoyed by other drivers uh-huh and, okay but, but I've kidding. never used my car to express that anger, you know or or like done anything. As as a driver, that would be different. I might say something to myself in the car, like mm. "Ah, it's fucking idiot," you yeah. know, like something like that. Where like when somebody clearly does something that I think is wrong, right? But I would never then change my car driving behavior as a result. Would you? Have you? Um, well, describe some examples of changing your car driving behavior, like starting swerving back and forth behind somebody as if to indicate I wish you would go faster.
1: Like you think that that's what they're doing when they swerve—that they're trying to tell you that they want you to go faster. I think I would assume they're just trying to see if they can get by you. And it like try will, to look on both maybe sides, maybe you're not understanding it. the type
0: of swerving that I guess I'm, talking I'm not. About. It's I
1: wish you would go faster because they're swerving. Yeah, it's not exactly this. I wish
0: you would go faster, but like it, it represents a level of impatience. Um, and it, it's often when like there's a car, if there's two lanes, there's a car on their right and they're in the left lane. They couldn't go there. Yeah, I'm in front of them. There's a car in front of me. Nobody yeah. can actually move any yeah. different than they are. But you're just swerving around, like moving around real fast in your car. Right. Not driving in a normal way. Right. Yeah. Would but, you ever do that? No. Okay.
1: Um. I just don't know that that's like meant to be an expression to you, as opposed to they're trying to. I see, I, I assume they're like frantically trying to figure out how to get past all these things and keep looking to see if I there's that's going to open up.
0: I do not know why you were focusing so much on this <laughs> aspect of it.
1: um Well, it just is, it's interesting to me because you, you seem to keep ascribing the beha- these behaviors as if they're communications to you and i will admit the guy who's saying big hero yeah that was probably that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but i don't know that a lot of the other things that are happening are necessarily like communicative. all right let me give you some examples well, of things
0: that i would uh, assess as communicative Okay. when this was this happened a, about a week ago all right so there's a bus stop that happens right after a light on the street that we're talking about and i'm in the right lane behind the bus there's no indication to me that the bus is going to stop at that bus stop. There's nobody waiting at the bus stop. So I think maybe they're just going to go past. But it turns out somebody on the bus wanted to get off at that stop. So it stops pretty soon after the light. There's a long flow of traffic in the left lane. There's no way yeah. to get over. Okay. Um, As I go past the light, I realize, oh, I'm not going to be able to get over. So I just stop behind the bus for a while. The guy behind me also gets stuck, yeah. but tries to kind of like jam left real fast to get into the other lane. Doesn't make it. And it's just kind of like. You can. I could see him in, his, in my rearview mirror. He was seething. He was really right. upset that he couldn't move. That he was stuck right. behind this bus. Eventually, there is an opening in the left lane, and I don't even go for it because I know this guy is going to go for it. And he immediately lays on his horn forever, honks, and stares at me and points at me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. But what what would you
1: ha- What could you have done differently that would affect his life? What do like, you mean? If you, like. His car is not attached to yours, so he could have not been in your lane at any point up until you know what I mean? Like he's so, saying you should have gone in that in that thing and, and you didn't? What what is the what is the honking and pointing even about? I don't understand that, what, what he's upset now about. Now you're getting
0: it. Now you're getting it. Oh. But okay. So you don't know what that's about either. He's blaming me for something that is completely out of my control because I am closest to him. Right. That is what's happening. But that kind of a thing doesn't happen often. It happens. Described. Like not that exact. That's type incredible. Of, yeah, stuff like that happens all the time. That
1: I've, never happens to me ever. That's weird. Huh. And I don't think it's just that I don't pay attention. I mean, something like that, I would notice. You I mean, it's impossible. Not you've been
0: notice. in the car with me driving many times. I'm not yeah. like a strange driver, I don't drive particularly slow or anything. No, you, you're a fine driver. Yeah. But so, you must radiate something. <laughs> I, I, drive a, I drive weird. a Prius. Maybe maybe it is something with that. I mean, I you're, you
1: live in Portland, though. I yeah, but think... the
0: drivers who are doing this are mostly yeah. in pickup trucks. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, it's...
1: Oh, and here it comes. It's, there's nothing coming. This well, is you just... got something to say about middle America? Just say it. Say it. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what happens. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's amazing. You're, both these stories are incredible, by the way. Thank you. Amazing stories. Neither one's ever happened to me. I kind of wish they would.
0: The big hero is the best one obviously. That is beautiful. Yeah. But
1: I like the other one too. The guy leaning on his horn and pointing at you. <laughs> yeah. When like it, you, if you had been in the other lane and he stayed in hit the lane he was in, which I don't know why he would change cuz you changed, everything would be the
0: same. I know. That's really This is why I brought this up. This yeah. like because this that actually that incident <laughs> is what led me to think this was an interesting yeah. topic, but yeah. of course I have then the thing that happened with the Big Hero was like a year and a half ago. You know, it's been a while. I remember when I used to – I never
1: was like that with, with other people driving, to be clear, ever in my life. But I remember I, there used to be a time when I would drive, and every time I would drive, I would find myself reacting to other people's driving You know, pretty dramatically, just personally. Just so like talking to myself, but sort of talking to them as if they could hear me. Can, you know, can I like ask that. you a quick
0: question? Yeah. Because I know you lived in New York for a while. Did you drive in New York? No. Okay, so it's not from that. It's not from that. Okay.
1: No, I think it was just normal. Anytime anyone, you know, cuts you off or is a little close on your back or anything they do, I'd be like, what the hell, man? Why are you doing – but not yelling and not expecting anyone to hear me, but talking as though – the way people talk to their pets, you know? Yeah. Like as if they think the pets can understand them. When they give them a sophisticated description of something they need the pet to do. Yeah. And there's no chance the pet's getting that, you know? Yeah. It isn't like –
0: you know, come here. It's it's right. way more than that. Can you find my uh, 2014 chemistry book? Right. Not the blue one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the other 2014 chemistry book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one signed by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Right. That right. One. Um, so I remember being that guy to that degree. Right. So it's it's a much smaller degree of it. But I remember living that and noticing that every time I drove, I was it's almost like I put myself in that emotional place. Yep. And I would be that guy. And I remember realizing this is not a good way to live. Like every time I'm in the car, I'm sort of like more tense.
0: You get adversarial yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I was like, I got to chill out and like really focused on changing that, you know, and it worked great. And I am no longer that person, haven't been for decades cool. at this point. Um, but I like had to decide to do that. And first of all, decided it was po- Like I believe I can change stuff like that. So that, that helps. A lot of people may not even think that's something you could do. You know, yeah. like you just are what you are and that's the end of it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then also I had I don't know if it's just personality wise or what, but I, I was able to change it, too. So I wanted to change it and I succeeded in changing it. So that was pretty cool. Um,
0: you're not a, you're not a baseline angry person, so that helps. It's like true. I imagine a lot of these people who are doing these things are baseline angry and it's hard for them to contain that anger.
1: I think part of it, though, is maybe this is a place where they can be angry. And it's more socially acceptable. Yeah. Like, you know, they're angry at their spouse. They're angry at their boss. They're angry at their coworkers. And they can't really yell at any of those people very much. I was guessing that's where you were going to go with this. That is the most reasonable answer I have. You know, we both play a lot of poker, right? In fact, our other podcasts, as now those of you who've actually read the New York Times article know. Right. Because, of course, that was part of the profile. Of course. The the glowing,
0: glowing profile.
1: Yeah. they have to explain, you know, the... They always do that in every profile. They always the give you The whole story. origin story, even though you're a person who was born in a place and you grew up. But we have to tell you where it was. It's important. Um, anyway, so you you know about that. So, yeah, so we have this poker podcast, which is we've been doing forever. And uh, a, lo- a lot of people get very upset playing poker. Yeah. Not, they just, not exactly the way you're describing
0: with cars, but still. A common thing that I say is... It seems that a lot of people go play poker for a reason to get angry. Right. Like for a place to get angry, just blame something for something.
1: And so I would say yes, but that's because this is the place where they can do that and no one gets angry. Like they don't get in trouble for that. You know? Yeah. There's no consequences the way there might be other places. So they're bottled up in one place and it, it has to escape somewhere. And that's where that's where the pressure comes out. You know, you... Mm-hmm. you The steam comes out, I should say. So
0: my guess is the car is the same thing. That's my best. I think so. I think it's also a place where it feels like you're kind of protected, Mm -hmm. and you can. It's not quite the internet, but it's almost like the internet, where it's like it's not quite an interaction with a person, where you have to be exposed socially, right? You can just do your quick thing and be done with it and release all of your anger, and you can't really do that if you're just at a party and somebody you know bumps into you while you're holding a a piece of cheese and the piece of cheese falls out you can't just like freak out at them without it being a big problem at the party right you know
1: yeah there's consequences to that yeah yeah i think that's that's my best guess as to what's going on for most of these people and for the majority of people
0: right yeah i think that's right i think that's right it's interesting it's interesting to see every day though like as a person who very much isn't that way to like just see it it's like it's like i'm watching a different type of being entirely like I don't I don't get it yeah I mean if you if you
1: start to look at these people as this is just them like you know they need a they need a place to vent and this is this is the thing that they've chosen this is the place where they can vent you yeah know? then I don't know for, for me anyway it makes it all like not personal and not a big deal. Oh, I don't like feel like right it's right
0: personal either. Yeah. I don't think they personally have any problem with me. I mean, me.
1: that guy who pointed at you had a problem with you. Well, it with was
0: you. It was whoever was in front of him, right? Like, and I happen to be that I person. I don't
1: know that Prius driver. Yeah. I don't know that.
0: Okay. It could have been the, my 2006 dented Prius. Really it is dented. Pissed it's him off. It's been yeah.
1: dented the whole time I've known you.
0: Yeah. I got dented actually in the parking lot of a poker club by, I don't know, maybe somebody who was angry at me because there was no car paint on it. I don't know how the dent came to be. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, but Maybe
1: I, you just engender a lot of anger. Could be. Mm-hmm. Could be. Maybe we should work the word engender into the title of the podcast. I think that's good. Engendering
0: and we. How about engender colon just go with it?
1: Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just engender yourself. That's don't, good too. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that on a podcast.
0: I guess we'll have to put the explicit tag on this one now. Too after, late. After you said that.
1: Too late.
0: Hey, uh should we get to the story that I have? Of, yeah. Um, oh, this? you remembered
1: the story. Yeah. Good job.
0: Yeah. The whole like scaring the kangaroos by killing one thing made me think of it. Yeah.
1: Uh so It was the other way around, by the way. You you, oh, you, you kill leave m- one alive. You kill them all except for one. You leave one to go tell the tale. Right.
0: Okay, fine. But but go on. All right. So it's a little bit it's not exactly that the story. But uh, uh between my sophomore and junior year of college. I worked on the grounds crew of my college's summer job where I just, like, would go around and mow lawns and pull ivy out of stuff and things like that. And our college had a rose garden that was, like, pretty famed rose garden, had nice roses. It was fancy and special in all these ways and historically important to the college. And uh, the grounds crew consisted of, you know, 10 people like me, like 19-year-old people who are just trying to get their minimum wage and have a summer job on their resume and then, like, four or five gruff fucking old-timers who just, like, were not into the students being there until they really got to know them and liked some of them. And they were, like, really opposite of this liberal arts student population. They were very much just, like, gruff ground crew guys. And they were fun. I enjoyed them. Um, and one thing that got voted down hard by the overall boss was deer tend to eat roses. Right. So this one guy suggested every day for a week in the morning meeting, he'd be like, we just got to kill a deer and spread its blood all over the rose garden. (laughs) We just got to do it. And then boss's name was Gabe. He's like, Gabe, I'm telling you, Gabe, Gabe, man, I'm telling you, he always said it like that. I'm telling you, it'll work. I swear on my mother, it'll work. I'm picturing the
1: scene in Moneyball. When Billy Bean is talking, the, the old school scouts are trying to get him to draft the guy with the good face and yeah. the, the pretty girlfriend or whatever, or the ugly girlfriend. Anyway, continue. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like that,
0: yeah. <laughs> except, you know, a little bit lower stakes. Um, well, not for the deer. Depends. Yeah, I guess there's actually life at stake here. Yeah, yeah so this guy wanted to, he's like, I, I'm a hunter. I'll go get the deer. I've seen them around the campus. I know where they are. <laughs> I'll get them. And I will, I know how to, I know how to bleed them too. I know how to bleed them. Like he he brought up every day and every day Gabe was like, we're not going to do that. There are still students on the campus. I know it's summer, but there are people around. Weddings happen every weekend, very close to there. We cannot leave a deer carcass there or deer blood all over the roses. You know, but that's that's the entirety of the story. No,
1: it's a good story. Yeah, I'm glad you remembered it. It was fun. Fun times. It's amazing. These things happen in real
0: life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they do. They do. And it makes me happy
1: the guy the guy definitely did kill some deer
0: oh i mean he killed deer for a sport in on his free time but of i course. mean but you think for on the sport, campus
1: i'm saying no i'm saying he killed deer like because he had he needed to kill them not like just for sport you know like he clearly
0: needed to kill i don't things. know why you're you're adding this i mean the guy really thought it was a good solution for real okay and maybe he was right you know it might have worked oh it might have worked yeah
1: i mean are deer really gonna be like I don't know. Maybe if you see a dead deer, you're like, stay away. That could work.
0: He wasn't even saying the carcass itself was the scary part to them. It was the blood. Like they would smell the blood and And they'd realize it's dangerous. Yeah. It's like, it's not a good spot for I mean,
1: that makes sense from a survival point of view, right? Yeah. That that they would just avoid that, right? Yeah. I used to like, um, whenever I had ant infestations, I'd kill all the ants. I wouldn't leave one to go tell the tale because nah. ants are like, they they're, go back like, Hey, guess there's what? stuff there's, over here, everybody. <laughs> so you yeah. got to kill them all. So no one can go back. And so no one knows to, that this yeah. is a place. Anyway. Yeah, and yeah,
0: any scout will, will lead all of the ants. Yeah. yeah. And
1: so it sort of sucks to just be like on a, for me anyway, like a termination mission, but
0: well, you know, it's pretty easy to buy pretty effective ant traps that would do it for you. you no. Yeah. Huh like 15 bucks on amazon for a pack of like 12 of them really yeah
1: and the, how many does that kill one ant each because that's not going to do it
0: <laughs> no i mean wh- the way it works is uh it attracts the ants they pick up the thing that's in there it's like this liquidy thing yeah. and they bring it back and it kills the the origin oh my so we're not
1: i'm killing like the whole you're killing an ant colony? society yeah <laughs> what about the
0: babies uh, the ant
1: babies yep
0: killing ant babies that
1: feels like i just don't that is like mass murder Sure. That is genocide, essentially. That's ant genocide. This is
0: happening probably in many apartments in this complex <laughs> oh my right now. God. there's genocides upon genocides. Well, I
1: mean, I I will say, never have a bug problem in this. I've been here four years, never bugs. It's great, love it.
0: Well, you are on the third floor. It makes it I a little am. less likely. I am, yeah,
1: yeah. It's really nice. Um, wow, that is horrible,
0: horrible. So do you have a you have a philosophical opposition to using an ant trap. I but don't like the ki-
1: idea of going back and killing all the other ants who weren't coming here anyway. But
0: you knew they were going to. Not always. This is the, like... It is killing a, the
1: scout ant is the whole thing.
0: I mean, I think this is actually an interesting thing that as a culture, we've come to... Some of the population has come to think that it's odd to kill animals to eat them, right? At least, you know, 5% of the American population, a larger portion of, of the world is vegetarian, um, in some cases for moral reasons, because sure. they don't want the animals to die. Most of the world, uh, except for a very small subset, does not feel the same way about insects, you know, about ants mm. in general, right? You know, like, in a hundred years, will we? Will, will like, you know, like, the ant, like, even just, even though many people accept the killing and eating of animals for whatever reason, which I, I think is fine uh, in general, even though I'm a vegetarian, uh, do you, like there things aren't branded. Like we're going to fuck up this animal and kill it super hard. Like, but ant killing materials is like a lightning bolt on an ant that has like crosses in its <laughs> eyes. Like it's super dead. Yeah, like yeah. it's like, we're going to kill the shit out of these ants. It's going to be awesome. Let's destroy their whole family. Let's go. Let's do it together. 15 bucks on Amazon. Let's go. You know, like, do you think that'll be weird in a hundred years?
1: Um, I think it'll be weirder. I don't know. That'll be entirely weird, but I think it'll be more people will have issues with it. Like, I mean, again, if I had an infestation, I would kill the ants in my apartment for sure. But I would would not buy an ant trap that's going to go kill every ant from this colony. But
0: you're being impractical because if you just kill the ants that you see, you are likely to continue to get ants because they're from the colony that's going to most likely you're not going to have gotten them all. Like there will be some escapees. I mean,
1: I've lived for a long time and I've had ant infestations in my life. And by killing all the ants I see after a few days, they just stop showing up. They really just stop. So you got to be, you got to stay on it, admittedly. But I never thought I was doing God's work by only killing every ant I see. (laughs) But it turns out I'm the merciful one. Right. You know, I'm not raining down fucking the Lord's justice to all ants in the fucking area. You said
0: it's justice, though.
1: The
0: Lord's justice, though, not my justice. Right. So justice. Justice. Yeah. So it's good, then
1: you know um i'm the guy who if there's a like a spider and i don't want it in my place i trap it and i put it outside i is, do not kill the spider i'm that guy
0: why why don't you do that with the ant because i know they're
1: coming back and also there's so fucking many of them yeah it's different uh, the spider is just like doesn't really want to be here it just happens to be here what the if ants, there was a the centip- ants are like food we're here forever we love this place now we're never leaving what if it was a centipede um, I would put anything practically outside that I could. Okay. Sometimes you can't. When I lived in New York City.
0: But you do um, eat meat. I do. So I don't see how that really jives together.
1: There's a big difference. Like killing a spider who happens to me in my apartment when there's no value. There's no difference. Yeah. All, you know, to putting it outside from my experience than killing it. Like in terms of, except that I killed something. I took, I took away its life. That's really different than I'm sustained by this food. Now, we could we could have lots of more arguments about the, the vegetarian thing, I understand, but there's certainly a difference there. but yeah, right?
0: there is, but, the, but it's not exactly the same thing when you take the spider outside because you have to interact with the spider and you might get bit or the spider might escape and go in a place that now you don't know where it is, but you know it's in your house. That type of thing could happen. These things are
1: really not a problem though having done this for many years like it's super easy to catch almost every spider you're you're a
0: master spider hunter it's
1: not a master you just get a glass and you cover the spider with the glass now it can't go anywhere you put a little piece of paper underneath the glass now you got a little floor you take it outside you pull the floor away it goes away you're you're describing ideal spider
0: catching conditions super easy what about when the spider is in like a corner where the glass is not going to be effective
1: it's Always easy to catch a spider. It's been my experience. Like really, just 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 never had problems. You live a charmed
0: life. You live. You're very lucky with your spider catching. And
1: I will say, since I moved out to the West Coast, which has been now 13 years, I just don't like ever interact with bugs ever. They're just not where I live. Kind of ever
0: because you've always lived in apartments. Yeah, and and I'm
1: like, and like you said, not the first floor, but. Great. Like, so that's, it hasn't been a problem for me. Yeah.
0: Which is nice. My old house in Portland had some giant spiders in the basement. They mm. were creepy as hell.
1: I mean, really big spiders are scarier yeah. to deal with. But even those, I really try not to kill because I'm like, it's not their fault that they look like that. And yeah. they're not coming after me. They're not dangerous to me. They're just scary looking. That's yep. it. It's not fair to kill this fucking thing, you know? Um, so yeah, I like fucking put some, you know, just trap it with a thing. And put it outside, and that was that. And yeah, I've been doing that forever. And it's a little more work. That's that's the only real argument against it, I think, is it takes more time. Yeah. But for me, like, I don't. I, when I was fifteen, I was on a camping trip, and we were in some part of the woods somewhere, and there was just bugs everywhere. And I was in this tent with this other kid, and we just killed all the bugs, all of them. Like, and I remember at one point, like there was a there was this big in the legs. tent, and
0: there were bugs. Yeah. So you did a bad job sealing up the tent.
1: It was like 1985. And, uh, you know, like they didn't have zippers or whatever. The, no, they didn't have zippers yet. <laughs> zippers came much You had to
0: tie canvas to other canvas and <laughs> it hope was, it worked out. You
1: know, whatever. There were fucking bugs everywhere. I don't know why. Um, but they were like, I remember this, this huge daddy long legs and I like took my fist and I punched down next to it and some of its legs like flew off its body. And, like, little, like, fucking liquid came out where the legs were. And it was, like, awful. And, like, that was the moment, I think, where I, like... You felt bad about that? I felt really bad about that. I felt like that was a horrible thing to do, this poor daddy longs, which is not trying to fucking cause me any trouble. Right. It just is here because it's here. You know? And I was like, fuck, man, I got to stop this. And I did. But I was like, there was a fucking insect apocalypse that night in in that tent. We killed a crazy amount of insects. (laughs) But that was like, yeah, like, I lost... I lost I'm just, my bloodlust for it.
0: I am very curious about how this tent was so full of <laughs> insects. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I guess there was a big hole somewhere. Yeah. Right? It must be the answer.
0: Right. Yeah. You know. So, so to recap, you're anti-ant genocide and I'm kind of ambivalent about it.
1: Ambivalent? You are, you are part of the problem. You are killing the... You have the traps, right?
0: Well, ambivalent... That's not ambivalent. No, it is. Ambivalence about genocide is not necessarily a good thing. Right, it's, but I'm not like, oh, I love killing the ants. It's more like, oh, it's more convenient to I'm let them. I'm going to kill the ants. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't call that ambivalent. They're I'm near, going the, to kill near the near the
0: compost in my kitchen right now. There is an ant trap working its magic as we speak. Yeah, is happening. The genocide is occurring as we right.
1: speak. it doesn't feel like you can be. It'd be ambivalent if other if you're ambivalent at other people doing. If you're if you're practicing it. If you're practicing genocide of any kind, I'd say you're more than ambivalent. About. What am
0: I then? You are pro genocide. Are you sure? Like, yes, if you look you're at paying it,
1: paying money to have genocide done to this, to this ant colony,
0: <laughs> I am pro convenience <laughs> and anti ants in my kitchen, I think is a better way to put it.
1: I mean, you know, hire someone else to take them all out. I don't know. It's not my problem to figure out. I'm just saying you're pro. I did
0: hire somebody else. It's called a little tube of liquid. Yeah. Like, yeah, it cost me you're, a
1: dollar 25. Did, is it really that cheap? I, well, it's like what a fif- deal. 12 for 15 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That is a really good deal. Yeah. Um, if I ever had real ant problems, I would totally buy one of those, to be clear. Yeah. Um,
0: I had real ant problems. We're no different, you and I.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you never tried the, I'm just going to kill them all. And oh, I've
0: definitely done that lots of times. And it's, You're bad at it, I guess. It's not as effective.
1: You're just bad at
0: it. It's harder. It's it is harder. M- it's repetitive. You have yeah. to do it multiple times. Sure. Sometimes you wake up the next day and they're back in much stronger numbers. (laughs) You know,
1: I mean, this is why if that was true, I would definitely eventually buy the fucking trap. Wow.
0: So I guess we're just the same. And you're just living living in your your third floor apartment tower. You're like, oh, bugs aren't real. I don't think that (laughs) there are any bugs in the world because I don't see bugs. My experience is the same as everybody else's. I have never developed empathy. My name is Jonathan Levy.
1: I'm telling you that I've got this system that's worked for me for decades and you're like well I don't know if that's even I question your system, system.
0: is smash kill everything that you see right yeah I've done that it's not like a system that's not a special thing of But, a toddler saying, could figure but that you've out.
1: been even saying to me like even though your system is working the past you should be buying this ant trap and killing the whole colony. I never said you should buy you're the not ant trap. ambivalent you're pro genocide. It's okay.
0: I never said you should buy the ant trap. You, you implied it. it I was strongly implied. I but I but you said that you would if you had a oh, recurring ant problem. A million percent. <laughs> 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 Good place to end on that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Excellent stuff. Um, you got anything else you want to say uh, on this first episode of? I don't even remember what this fucking podcast is called. Just go with it. Just go with it. Trust the process.
1: Yeah. Uh, the the genuflect uh we're not gonna, solution.
0: We're not gonna use the word genuflect. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Um,
1: no, I think this I think that's a great place to end.
0: All right. Well, hopefully we do another one. We'll see you next right. time.